Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We are into a brand new series, which I believe is very relevant to the time that we're in. We have a lot of things going on, and the series that we are going to be uh, in is entitled The Main Thing, talking about the main thing. And one of the uh, one of the points that I really want to bring out with this series is the fact that we as Christians have to make sure that our focus, our uh, perceptions and everything are focused perceived upon that which is the main thing. It becomes so easy for us to um, major in the things that really have minimal amount of significance. So we want to make sure that our focus, our energy, everything is pointed toward the main thing. Now, as we go into this series, the first thing that I want to point out is the fact that the word main means that which is the principal or the chief thing that, you know, is, is the primary, the, uh, it's the most powerful thing that it, the results produce the effect that we're looking for. Uh, it's the main object, it's the main design, it's the main thing. A thing <laughs> is an event or an action. And so we want to make sure that we are focused on the principal event or action, the primary principle or action, that everything about us is on what it should be on, not on the minor, but on the main or major thing. And so, with that being said, I want us to look at the fact that keeping Christ as the main thing in our lives means that we should not worry about our daily needs. And Christ's desire is to take care of us when we fulfill his prerequisite. And that prerequisite is to put him and his kingdom first. Put him and his kingdom first. So our subtopic, our subtitle to this first episode of the series, The Main Thing is Mindset. How we are setting our mind to focus on the main thing which is very important. There are a lot of things that are pulling at or searching or trying to gain our attention to pull us off of what should be our main thing. We have different divisive uh, things that are happening in our surroundings. We're having isolation going on. We're having... Uh, 
folks that are saying that, you know, we shouldn't wear masks. We're having folks that say we should wear masks. We're having folks that are saying that, you know, this person should be elected. This person shouldn't be elected. We have all these things going on that, that are setting us opposed to one another. But there should be a point whereby we come together and we can be all be able to say, but this is the main thing. And it should be Jesus lifted up because he says, if I'm lifted up, that I will draw all men unto me. It should be the citizenry of heaven should be our main thing. The thing that is principal primary for us as we interact with one another. So let's look at Matthew, the sixth chapter. We're going to start at that 24th verse. We're going to go through the 33rd verse and then. Uh, just so you know, my primary focus verse in this is Matthew 6.33, which um, if you spend any time in church and around church, you have heard this over and over again. But we want to emphasize how that scripture is the main thing. We're in the English Standard Version, and we are going with Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 24th verse. Matthew 6.24 says this. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. 25 says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the 26 says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? 27. And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? 28. And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 29, yet I, say, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 30, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? 31, therefore do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? 32 says, for the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. 33 says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it rest onto the soil of our hearts and grow thereby. When a baby is born, they don't, they don't spend any time worrying about their food. They don't worry about their clothes. They don't worry about shelter. They don't, they don't worry about none of that. They are just completely dependent upon those that are taking care of them. In fact, they are presumptuous in the fact that they say, if I cry, this need is going to be met. So 
Imagine Christ saying he would do that for us in our lives. Imagine if he got, Jesus said, if you, if, you know, if you need, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take care of it. You. You don't, don't you worry about it. I got you covered. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would, I think that would be very good. Wait, wait a minute. We, didn't we just read that? In Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 24th through the 33rd verses, we just talked about how he promises that our clothing, our food, and our other needs will be met. But there's only one stipulation. There's one prerequisite. There's one condition that must be done in order for him to do the other part. And we must complete that in order for him to do his part. You know, I always talk about the, the, the rule of causation, which means if, then. So if you do something, then this happens. So this is the same type of situation. You do your part, he does his part. But his part is based upon you doing your part. So if it's that simple, wouldn't you be ready to do it? Wouldn't you say, yes, this is something that I want to do so that my needs can be met? So what is the stipulation? What is this prerequisite? What is this condition? What is the if that we are discussing today? He says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. His kingdom is where he dwells and lives. His righteousness is his way of being and doing right. So if we seek to make our environment like his environment and we seek his way of being and doing right, all these things are added to us. And so when, we, when we're talking about the word seek that is covered in this 33rd verse, it is having the idea of seeking something with an intensity as if it is something that you desire and have misplaced it. So something like you're, you've lost something and you're like, I really need this, so I'm going to do everything within my ability to find it. I'm going to look and I'm going to discover it. If you remember, Jesus has, there's a story about uh, a shepherd who's looking for a sheep. He has a hundred sheep. He's got 99. He can't find one. So he secures the 99 to go find the one sheep. There's another one where a woman has lost a coin and she has her nine coins and she's missing only one. But she cleans out her entire house until she finds the one. So this is bringing about this intensity, this uh, direct uh, look at or for this item that I am searching for. And so it brings up this, this type of thing and this contrast. If we look at verses number 31 and 32 of, of that, he talks about how the, the Gentiles run after. They, they are wholeheartedly trying to find the food. They're 
trying hard to find the clothing and they're trying hard to find the shelter. But he's saying, don't be like that. Don't intensely seek after those things. So he wants us not to run around like unbelievers, but he wants us to look differently and also present differently than those that are not in Christ. So our whole desire, our whole uh, drive should be exampling the kingdom of heaven on this earth, doing things God's way, being and doing right according to how God has designated for us to do that. So let's not focus on all this other stuff, but let's focus on the kingdom of heaven and operating at that uh, level in that manner. So all of us probably have some reference to how we had got all wrapped up and round about having the stuff, making sure that we had the certain stuff. Uh, and that became our main thing. We, we worked in order to get our stuff. We, we, you know, we studied to do, get certain stuff that we wanted. We have that mentality. So it's something that we have, this is not a new concept, it's something that we've done, but let's change our focus to the correct focus. That's why we have to adjust our mindset so that our mind is set on things that are above and not things that are on the earth. And if we set our mind on things that are above the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, we will begin to operate differently in this world because we will start manifesting or causing to become the things that God has desired for happening on this earth. So it becomes this critical thing of how do I keep the godly main thing my main thing. And again, the main thing is seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all the things will be added unto us. I just wanted to let that sink in. So the if is if you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all those things that were mentioned previously will be added unto you. The situation will open up, that those things will come as you do your part of that causation. So our main thing is seeking Christ and his kingdom, seeking the kingdom of heaven, operating under the guise of God's way of doing and being right. And it's kind of humorous how God kind of works this when he says, you know, can you do this? Can, can you by being worried, by being anxious, can you make this happen? 
Can you buy worrying by being anxious? Can you make yourself taller by worrying, by being anxious? Can you cause your life to extend even an hour? So doing that does not manifest, does not cause us to be anything but more frustrated. Cause us to not be concerned about those around us, but only focusing on ourselves so that we can make it to where we believe that it is that we want to be at because we'll be happier if I have this. But I just want you to understand that happiness only can, is only based upon circumstances. But what God wants to give you is a joy, which is a fulfillment based upon what you know and the results of what you know. So we don't want to just be happy. We want to be joyous. We want to have this uh, great feeling because we know that it is not about what we see, but it's about what the hope is that we have that when we comply with the word of God, that the word of God, as we talked about in the, uh, stewardship, will bring about a harvest because we have sold certain things. And so Jesus is saying, listen, I, I, don't, don't get so wrapped around about what you're going to eat. Don't get so wrapped around what, what, you know, what you're going to uh, wear. You know, what, don't get so wrapped around because if you get so wrapped around it, you lose your focus. I know I'm hammering that because it, it becomes us getting, making the main thing our main thing. And our main thing should be seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That should be our main thing. And so we want to lock into that so that we can do that which we are called to do. If you really look at it, because you, you really have no way of adding an inch to your life. You can't make yourself taller. You can't do any of those things. Why even allow yourself to get upset about it or be anxious on edge about those things? And if we just focus on being a part of God's kingdom, doing things the way God says to do them, and just resting in that, God says, everything that you need, I will provide for you. So let's, let's break this down just a little bit more. We all understand that Two plus two equals four. And there's a lot of different ways that we probably learned that when we were little. We probably had little pictures of apples or maybe we had some beads. Maybe we had, we had something that we have, we have two here and two here and we put them all together. It becomes one, two, three, four. Two plus two is four. So every time we take two and two and put them together, it becomes four. So it just be, this is what happens 
every time so that we can be sure that it happens. Every time we put two and two together, it becomes four. So that's the way it is. We don't question it because we have seen that two and two gives us four. Two plus two gives us four. And so when we start talking about God's spiritual economy and how it works, it works the same way. If I, I seek him and his kingdom first, and when I do that, it says that I will have everything that I need because I put God's kingdom and him first. So we say it like it can be said like this. Uh, Jesus seeking the kingdom equals provision. So Jesus seeking the kingdom, Jesus plus seeking the kingdom equals provision. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all things added. Two plus two equals four. So there are certain uh, absolute rules that we can fall in, that we can fall under, and that we can rely on because it is absolute. It will always be. And so, just like the two plus two, just like the one plus one, just like the three plus three, just, you know, those are things that we know one of the things that we say in our Bible studies is if we do things the Bible way, then we get the Bible result. So with that saying, if we put it over top of uh, Matthew, the sixth chapter, the 33rd verse, it will come out is. If I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness then I will receive all the things that I need. That's simple. And it's set into the rules of absolute. I do my part. God promises that he'll do his part. And we get to operate in that and be comforted in that. So that is a very simple, easy thing for us to do and to fall into. So then the question comes along, all right, so uh, how, how do we really wrap our mind, our existence upon this? Because there are some people that say they're Christians, but you know, they don't, they don't have a lot of things. We have to also understand that as we seek first the kingdom of God, as we first as we're seeking first his righteousness, then it says all the things that I have need of, he will add them. Sometimes the the the, the adding to is not uh, something huge, big. It is meeting the person at their point of need and securing them in that need. 
And so, uh, it's possible that some people may grab hold of the scripture and they only do it because of what they believe that God will do for them. I'm going to seek his kingdom. I'm going to seek his righteousness because he's going to. But that's not necessarily the mindset that we want to have. We want to have the mindset that I am seeking God and his righteousness because I want to be more like Christ in everything that I I do and it doesn't take material things coming in to cause me to feel that way I do this because I have confidence that God's word is true and because it's true that as need arises that my need will be met and sometimes I think that it when the need arises is that it will be a more than what I needed but a lot of times it just may be exactly what I need so it may seem like it's not going very uh, being a very big thing that's happening but it's not about the things. It's about this relationship that we have with Christ Jesus. And if following the if and then, if everyone followed it and then uh, got stuff, it, it really would not prepare us for heaven. Because what it would do is cause us to only do or only want to seek because of the stuff that we can get. But that's not the mentality that we want to have. There's going to be some things that come up against us. There's going to be some things that challenge us as we are doing the seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. There's going to be some things that come up against us to try to pull us away from that because the thing that God sees that we need may not be the same thing that we're thinking that we need. And that's why I believe Jesus brought out the, the fact is he said, listen, he says, small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Because it's very easy for us to get wrapped around the things instead of at the relationship and, and seeing what the kingdom of heaven would look like on earth. Uh, seeing what God's way of doing and being right looks like operating in the earth. And so it may not be us getting a lot of stuff, it's not a lot of things, but it may be us drawing so much closer to God in everything that he is doing for us. And so I don't want you to think that I'm trying to say, you know, seek his kingdom, seek his righteousness. You're going to get a whole lot of stuff and you're going to have a really big house. You're going to have 50 cars. You know, you're going to have all this on this side of life in order to validate that you've been seeking. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about us doing uh, things according to God's word. 
and watching him meet our need, but even in the midst of all that, by us seeking him first and becoming more like a kingdom citizen, becoming more of what God has called for us to do and to be, it causes us to conform to being the example that God needs for us to be in the earth, that we're not tied down, we're not wrapped around the things, but that we are seeking wholeheartedly God's kingdom and his righteousness. And the, the other point that I want to bring out about that is the fact that just because it seems that God's provision or God's presence is not there, that does not mean that it's not there. God says, I'll never leave you. I won't forsake you. But his ways of doing things are sometimes way outside of the realm of our mind. So we don't see it the way that God is doing it. And it could feel as if he's not there. There is a poem I remember seeing. And, it, and the guy was talking about how uh, he had a dream that he was walking along the sand. The beach, and as he's walking along the beach, he could see that it was actually the timeline of his life, and he could see that when he accepted Christ, that him and Christ were walking together, had two sets of footprints. But then he saw there were some times where there was only one set of footprints, and then it'd be two again, and then it'd be one again, and, and then as he reflected upon it, he said. When there's only one set of footprints was some of the lowest times in my life. And so he was like, Lord, why did you leave me? Why, why, why did you leave me hanging at the lowest time of his life? And Jesus was like, listen, I didn't leave you. He said, that was at the, those were the times that I was carrying you. And so we have to understand that, that God's always there, that he's providing for us, that he is present with us always. David said, if I go up in the heavens, he's there. If I go into the deepest parts of hell, that he's there. If I go to the east, I can't get away from him. He's always there. Having the confidence that he's always there allows us to go through those situations so that we can get the victory over whatever it is that's trying to pull us apart. And so I want to hit you with this. It's very simple, but I just want to hit you with this as we're going to call it a day today. When we talk about words to seek God, to seek God's kingdom first, that means that we are to seek God's kingdom before we try to seek anything else. That we lock our minds on how does the kingdom operate before I try to operate in my environment. How does, how does the God's way of doing and being right manifest or become alive into where I am right now? That is our main thing. Having the mindset of seeking God's kingdom, having that mindset of uh, 
operating in his righteousness, in God's righteousness, in the righteousness of his son Jesus, uh, listening to his spirit telling us how to operate in righteousness. And as we do our part, God opens up situations, he opens up doors for us and shows his validation of his scripture. We want to grab hold of, we want to get the mind set, get our mind set upon seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness. Seeking God's kingdom and his righteousness. And seeking does not mean a one time, it's a continuous looking to God's kingdom and his righteousness so that it becomes an able part of how we go forward and operate in this life. As I said, we're going to be on Matthew, the 6th chapter, the 33, 33rd verse, this entire series, because it is the main thing. Seeking God and his kingdom and his righteousness so that we can operate as the kingdom citizen that he has called for us to be. If today is your first time hearing something like this and you realize that you don't have a relationship with Jesus in the first place, let us start right there for you. The Bible says that if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. It also says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And that word save means to be rescued from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so our desire is for you to have the right relationship that you will be saved from the penalty of sin. Make that decision today. And it's a simple confession, simple where you acknowledge that you cannot do this all within yourself, that you need Christ in your life. And the Bible says that you will be rescued, that you will be saved, that you'll be delivered from the penalty of sin. And then what we want to do is then to help you to overcome the power of sin in your life, the power of wrongdoing in your life. And you need to be with another set of another group of believers that will help you along that way. We talked about how we're supposed to provoke, how we're supposed to push each other to righteousness, to living righteous. And so that's why you link in with another group of believers so that they can help you and assist you with becoming more of what God is calling for you to be. And if you've done that today, let us know. You can email us at info at godshousecc.com. We'll have some additional information for you to help you along this way. And we will definitely seek to assist you in becoming all that God has granted for you to become, how he has purposed in you to become all that he has set up for you to be. Well, friends and family, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and 
conclude this first session, this first episode of the main thing, talking about mindset as the subtitle. Let's get our mind focused on seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then we know that the result will be that all the things will be added to us based upon God's uh, supernatural ability and thoughts to help us to be victorious and to help us to become more conformed to the image of Christ. Grab hold of that today. Make that your thing for the week. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things will be added unto me. And God will begin to just reveal himself to you in a stronger way. And show you, him, show you how strong he is in your life. If you do things according to the Bible. As we said, you do things the Bible way, you'll get the Bible results. And that is our whole desire for you. Well, until next time, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.